Three. Hello and welcome. Uh, you're welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. Uh, we are Media Boat Podcast, your yeah. show, your uh-huh. one-stop show for video games, music, TV, and movies. Okay. I did that backwards because that is this today's order. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Matt. And he's Mike. No, 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 nope, you're wrong. You're Mike. I'm Matt. Yes, yes. I'm yeah. Mike. He's Matt. We are a Media Boat Podcast, and this is going to be a reversed show. What day is it? What episode oh. is it? Uh, it is August the 19th. <laughs> uh, this is episode 241. No, it's... Uh, Two. Is it? 241, Hold I on. believe. Hold on. Let me go to com and uh, verify. Uh, I believe you do this every week, though. I believe it is two forty-one, or it could be two forty-two palindrome, which is why we're going backwards. Yeah, I was going to say if it is, it's very fitting. But it is very fitting if that is. So okay. while we confirm that, we will confirm with you that we have plenty of news and thoughts coming up. In, yeah, two forty-two. Uh, Squarespace wasn't running for some reason. Anyway. Okay. Anyways. Uh, regardless of what episode it is, yeah, we're going to do reverse order today. It's weird the Squarespace wasn't running, because that's where we host everything for the Mutable Podcast website. It is 2.41. You were correct. Yep. I was getting a week ahead of myself. I have 2.41 here. All right. Well, so what are we talking about first? Well, first, we're going to talk about video games. And we start video games with new releases. Yeah. So, first up, we have Battletoads for the Xbox and PC. You can call up your GameStop and ask if they have Battletoads, and this time it's legitimate. Yes, it's also legitimate if GameStop is still in business. Yeah. You, and if they are selling Battletoads. You know what I'm referencing, right? <laughs> yes, 10-year-old meme. Yeah, and like an old thing. It's like you would call up your local game. It used to be Electronics Boutique. You'd call up the Electronics Boutique and be like, do you have Battletoads? And the joke was is that because of the relative age of the employee, they would have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, because I think it was on Pawn Stars once. <laughs> so people kept... Well, that's right. It's yeah, the Pawn Stars once. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I kept re- people kept referencing it, because the guy didn't know what it was talking about. Battletoads. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Battletoads was ever good, so I'm worried about this. Uh, I've only seen Battletoads being speedrun, which... Speedrunning, Summer Games Done Quick, coming up. Yeah, I looked at the schedule and I was like, I don't need to watch this until Saturday because all the games I like aren't being played until Saturday. So Right, but that is next week, I believe, right? End of August? Uh, this upcoming Saturday. This upcoming Saturday. Okay, so that is our annual plug for Summer Games Done Quick then, this Saturday. It's all um, online. Here, so. It's online, it's all streaming, but you can still donate to Doctors Without Borders. Yes, uh, but I guess that is technically upcoming for new releases. It is true. Yes. Uh, other new releases include Samurai Jack, colon, Battle Through Time for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Yeah, it took them until 2020 to make a video game based on Sam- Samurai Jack. Who knew? Well, it's about time. Or no, wait, that, that's Crash Bandicoot. It's uh, about time. Battle Through Time. Yes, it's Battle Through Time. Uh, we also have No Straight Rods for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. 
I don't know what that is, but it sounds vaguely sexual. I'm sorry, you're welcome. <laughs> Only curved ones. Uh, we also have Kandagawa Jet Girls for the PlayStation and PC. Don't know what that is. I hope okay, they're okay. girls that transform into jet skis. Or, or if it's some offshoot of Jet Set Radio. Oh, it's not, but that would be pretty cool too. All right. And your two big games this week are also your two big sport games. Yeah. It's that season again as Madden NFL 21 for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Asterisk here. This uh, is for the Ultimate Edition, right? This is the early like pre-order, like special deluxe package uh, release of the game. The game will properly release next week. Right. If you paid the $100 pre-order for this game, it comes out this week. Yeah. Otherwise... It's coming out next week for all standard orders. Yep. And lastly, a game I will probably be picking up because of this household. It is PGA Tour 2K21 for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. So this is really notable because 2K uh, is taking over the PGA license after EA having it for like two decades. Correct. Uh, Still the same HB Studios will be creating it. And because it is PGA licensed, we get actual PGA sponsorship in this game with actual PGA players to play against, which is why I'm kind of excited to actually play this game. Yeah, now you guys uh, are such a golf-heavy household. This will be perfect for you. Considering we bought the golf club two for five dollars like yeah. three months back, and it's been sixty dollars. Enjoyed it. All yeah. The real yeah. It. yeah, yeah. We, we got our money's worth of that, so now we're yeah. gonna play this game so yeah you can get your money t <laughs> well that's it for video game news no that's it for video game releases we have yeah. video game news so what a doozy this week huh all right i kind of want to go this in reverse order that you have here because yeah, let's talk about the bits first and then we can dive let's into get the bits out of the way because oh my god epic fortnite is just gonna yeah be, there's a lot to unpack there's a lot to unpack there so first up with video game bits Warner Brothers Games will announce Rocksteady's Suicide Squad game and Warner Brothers Montreal's Batman game this week uh, during DC Fandom. Yes, so this is to coincide with the DC Fandom stuff that they're doing. A couple notes. So the Rocksteady Suicide Squad game, we knew that it was being developed by them for a while now. It was only semi-confirmed on Twitter a couple weeks ago when they announced that it would be in time for the Fandom. Right, it was just a screenshot of it. Yeah, up until that point, we just assumed that it was going to be a Suicide Squad game, and then we find out, found out that that was officially what it is. The second kind of wrinkle to this is that also this week, um, there's been um, uh, claims of some alleged uh, sexual assault happening in Rocksteady uh, in their studio. The studio has since this, I think, earlier today released a statement where basically saying, hey, we received that letter, we're looking into it, but we have not come to any conclusions about whether or not this occurred. Still being investigated. Still being investigated. But just wanted to kind of mention that because that's uh, not exactly what you want going into the week of your game reveal. Uh, uh, Kind of clean clean up their plate. Yeah, kind of like, are are you guys going to address this? Yeah, and they kind of, like I said, they kind of did today, but it was kind of a non, like a non-address kind of thing, which is right. always disappointing when you see it, but you hate to see it. 
is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, in other bits news, Nintendo had an indie games conference, kind of. Yeah. I didn't put that on here because I was like, some games are out on the yeah. Switch. New indie games. But the big one was Untitled Goose Game gets multiplayer, which mm-hmm. they announced at the very end. Yeah. And um, some other smaller indie games that have been hits on PC are out on Switch today. A Short Hike, um, Hypnospace are, I think, a couple of the bigger ones. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Hades, the new Supergiant. Uh, yes. Uh, people who brought you trans- Transistor. Yes, uh, yes, the transistor people. Uh, yeah, Hades is coming to Switch. Yes, I saw that, and I thought that looked pretty good. Yeah, Hades looks great. I, I really want to play it, but I'm probably going to play that thing on PC when it has a proper release. Okay. Uh, also, EA will merge all of their subscription services under one name, EA Play. So yeah. put a fork in Origin, because it is done. Well, no, so Origin, the storefront and the downloader remains Origin. What doesn't is Origin Access and EA Access. That's what it is. So they had separated the two brands for literally no reason, mm-hmm. and now they're uniting them, taking the Access name out and calling it EA Play. And just in time for Madden. Yeah, exactly. I think this is in timing with Madden, so that way they can get people on board with EA Play, one service, one subscription fee. So they can get as many people playing that as possible. It's also good to start it at the start of a decade. So that way, moving forward from the 2020s, it's just EA Play, one name, simplify it. Yeah, I'm curious about this. So when I bought my computer, I actually got a free month of uh, Origin Access. Okay. Uh, and I don't, I have a couple more, I feel like I have another week of access to that. No pun intended. Hmm. So I'm wondering actually if this will be if I might be able to play Madden next week, I'll have to check it out to see if you I actually have play access. Madden. What like is this on a, on a personal computer? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see next week. We'll see next week. Um, and lastly in the bits, Oculus VR will now require users to have a Facebook page in lieu of an Oculus account. Yeah. And then going forward, you need a, a Facebook page to use Oculus yeah. as well. So yeah, previously you had to sign up for an account with Oculus and you were and an Oculus account page was created for you. What this is doing is they're basically mandating it be a Facebook page instead, which means in the future if you buy a headset, you won't be signing up for an Oculus account at that point. It's straight up into your Facebook account and that's how they'll connect you. So yeah, they probably just looked at like why are we having these two two environments separate? if we're only catering to this small niche of people who own Oculus headsets. So they probably just gave up with the, the branding and was like, let's just do Facebook login. Right. And in case you didn't know, Facebook owns Oculus. So that's yeah. why that is a thing. So yeah. And, and kind of the other downside here is, yeah, is like people who are already, who will see the Facebook name as poison will now look at this and be like, well, yeah, I knew it was Facebook, but now it's in my face more. And now it's like making me feel even ickier that I have to. Uh, literally in your face because it's an Oculus. <laughs> literally in your face, <laughs> in front of your eyeballs. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it sucks, but yeah, we already knew it sucked because they already have owned them for a while. So. Yep. Uh, and last bit of video game bits. You didn't have this, but it was announced literally two hours ago. No, so uh, the 
Call, <laughs> next Call of Duty game has been yeah. announced as Call of Duty Cold War. So we knew that was going to be the name of this game, although the rumor actually had said that it was going to be Black Ops 4, no, 5, or we had Black Ops 4 or 5, I actually don't five. Five. Black Ops 5. Yeah, the, the rumor was it was going to be Call of Duty colon Black Ops colon Cold War 4. So they're just taking the Black Ops branding out of it, I guess? I think so. It seems like... Uh, a- more yeah. details to come next week when they do a full reveal. Yeah. But they dropped the 17-second teaser for it yeah. and said it's revolves around the Cold War. Yeah, I'm really curious how they do it this time because this is the first time in a while that they're... Uh, following a really successful Call of Duty game, mm-hmm. where instead of wiping the slate clean, you're going to have a lot of fans who are going to want to keep in the Modern Warfare environment. So what I'm hoping they do, hoping here, is spin off the Warzone and multiplayer stuff into like a free-to-play environment, like Warzone is already. And this is a campaign that you buy for like 30 bucks. And then new features will come into the free-to-play side of the thing. And they'll be updated to include elements, characters, levels, etc., weapons from the Cold War game. That's what I'm hoping they do, but it's Activision, so... So what makes the most money? Or yeah, what, yeah. what gets them the most uh, microtransactions? Well, I imagine that maybe Warzone, maybe they'll keep Warzone free-to-play, but... You might still have to pay for regular multiplayer, which sucks for somebody who might like me who refuses to touch Warzone, but will play some regular deathmatch. So I right. don't know. It's it's such a weird time to put out a Call of Duty game after this one lasted so long with a like consistent community. I don't know, especially a game where you're fighting Russians. <laughs> yes, well, too real. I don't know. Could be real. <laughs> Uh, and the big news in yeah. video games that literally attacked everyone because everyone has a phone connected to either the Google Play Store or the iOS <laughs> Apple Store. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite has been removed from both of those stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, after Epic introduced its own direct payment system in the game. Because of the game's removal, Epic has filed for legal action against Apple and Google with court documents for the Apple case released by Epic with the BBC confirming they have seen the Google court documents. (laughs) This has come about after Fortnite introduced the Epic direct payment option, huge quotes on down there, um, on, on mobile where it offers players discounted prices on V bucks in exchange for circumventing the service charge that the Apple Store and Google Play Store normally take on each in-app purchase. Mm -hmm. Apple confirmed that Fortnite's removal was a direct result of the new payment option in a statement given to The Verge. Later the same day, Epic filed a lawsuit against Apple citing unfair practices in their App Store. And then soon after that, Google pulled Fortnite from their Google Play Store as well. And Epic immediately uh, added Google to the lawsuit as well. Apple later re- retaliated by stating they would pull Mac and iOS support for Epic's development tools, including the Unreal Engine. Yeah. I think that is the more interesting bit here. Well, 
Okay. It depends on how you look at it, because I feel like every bit of this is actually kind of crazier. It just got crazier and crazier and just avalanche snowballed throughout the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really easy to look at the story and be like, oh, wonderful, two multi-million dollar companies are going at it. Like, this sucks for people who like Fortnite. That seems to be the, the big picture version of the story that a lot of people are seeing. But here's something that I think is going around like like a like kind of going around, but maybe not on everybody's radar, is that actually Epic kind of has a point here. And I think that they have a little bit more of um, like I, 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 I kind of sidle on their side a little bit more than the, the Apple and Google side here. And the reason for that is, is this. It's about smaller developers. It's about smaller indie studios that if Epic actually succeeds at convincing a court that there is an unfair monopoly going on in the app space, that's only good news for smaller app developers because they're going to get better rates if there's competition. They're going to have more access to getting payments the way they want to, such as a direct payment model like Epic is introducing here. So, as, so while it's easy to be like, oh, this is a bit, this is dumb. Like, why are they like battling over this? Like Epic knew that this was going to happen, which is true. They knew that as soon as they put this direct payment thing that they were going to piss Apple off. Because they're, they're very famous for having a walled garden when it comes to the App Store. I mean, this came up last week with the xCloud stuff with Microsoft. Microsoft said that they were pretty much done trying to bring xCloud to iOS because Apple wasn't playing ball. Apple was like, well, we don't want to have a streaming service on our platform because we can't vet every single game somebody could potentially stream. And so that sucks because that means that anybody who was expecting to, as Microsoft has marketed, to use xCloud on their phone, well, if you have an iPhone, you're just not going to be able to. So I think this is really potentially interesting and potentially game-changing if Epic actually succeeds here. Yeah, it sucks that it has to be a multi-million dollar company with the biggest game in the world to do this. But it's a, tro like it's a Trojan horse into possibly a really great future for these smaller studios. Right. And also Epic has the money to and the power and the backing yeah. to go head toe to toe with someone like Apple and Google. Like you're not going to have an indie developer try and do this because they're going to get chewed out in court even versus lawyer, uh, lawyer prices. Right. You need a heavyweight to fight a heavyweight. So, yeah. It made sense uh, why they're doing it. It made sense that they're doing it now because Apple's already kind of under fire. Uh, Google's only involved in this just because they wanted to also prove that they had the ability to do something like this too. Because they were like, they're probably looking at the, the money they could potentially lose here. And I mean, Fortnite and the Google Play Store also have a bit of history. There was a time where it wasn't even on the Google Play Store because Google was like, hell no, we don't want your game with a bunch of microtransactions that we can't monitor in on our service. So there was a time where you had to backload and download Fortnite directly from a website that Epic was hosting in order to play it on an Android phone. So like, 
it's already there's already history there so yeah like i think that these it, it's really showing like bringing light to the fact that the there are basically two options when it comes to games on phones right now and that's not good for developers well it kind of it's you get google or iphone there is no third option but since windows foreclosed but that's the thing is like they're the on the on the PC, that's not the case. Sure, most people just buy games through Steam, but there's so many options out there. Epic Game Store, mm-hmm. Origin, itch.io, yep. like developers just putting up the game, uh, like a game tra- like on, uh, on their website, so you can just buy it directly. Like the fact that you can't do that on a phone without doing like resorting to some shady practices is pretty messed up. It's gatekeeping. Yes. Yeah. proprietary. They want to get those service fees. What is it? Vertical integration? Yep. Which is monopoly? Kind of. And so that's the argument that Epic is going to have here if this proceeds into a court case, which is looking like it probably will, uh, seeing as Apple is up, as you mentioned at the end of the story, upping their game by basically saying, well, too bad anybody who is using Unreal Engine on a Mac because now you're just not going to be able to. Which is crazy because a lot of developers use Epic tools on Macs. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's not as popular as PC when you're developing something in Unreal Engine, but they're out there. Those developers exist. That's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, this is, this is uh, amounting to potentially be a story of the year for video games. Ooh, I'll mark it. Yeah, mark it. Mark it here. You hear it here first. Story of the year. This is the beginning. Versus Apple. Yeah, this is the beginning of what I'm sure will be a very interesting battle. I don't know if we'll have actual, like, um, resolution by the time we get to the end of the year, (laughs) but we still can choose stuff that can have big implications. You will find out. Uh, let's talk about some thoughts. We played some games. Yeah, we played some games. Or at least I tried to play some games. Okay, now I have to know what that means. All right, so let's start then with the uh, with well, what was supposed to be the new hotness this week, uh, which was uh, there's a beta released for Marvel Avengers. Marvel's Avengers uh, PlayStation 4 beta this week. Um, the beta was announced last week for anyone who pre-ordered it was open to ps4 for anyone this week yeah or last the last this past weekend um this upcoming week it's open i think it's an open beta yeah i think all the closed ones i think the open one is coming up soon yeah uh but uh because it was available to ps4 owners i was able to play it and you were able to play it yeah, I played. Yeah, I played the PC beta. So uh, you mentioned that you tried to play this. Yes. What do you mean by that? So I downloaded it on Friday. Did you get to play it Friday? Okay. Did you get to play it Saturday? Right. I got to play it Sunday for about an hour, and it was going well. Um, <laughs> Doctor seemed to like it. I was like, ooh, Avengers, Thor. I liked it. I live-streamed it onto YouTube Mutable Podcast uh, channel. So it's there for archives. And I got about an hour into it. I was like, okay, 
I see where this is going. Playing as I finished with the Hulk and is about to start as Kamala Khan. Yeah. And her uh, single player story is like, okay, I'll see where this takes place next time. And then I turned it off. Yeah. And then I tried to start it up the next day. Nothing. Stayed over. I tried to start it up the next day. Nothing. The uh, servers are closed for it. Yeah. I cannot access it. I cannot yeah. play it more. Just for the weekend. Is literally just for the weekend. Just apparently. For the weekend. And I had the one hour to play it. Well, I got good news for you. You played the good part. Okay. Because it goes downhill from there. Okay, because I was wondering, like, well, this plays fine. I'm powerful. I like how each one, I don't like how each one plays separately. But at the same time, I kind of liked, I didn't like it because I had to change my button mashing and button controls. But at the same time, it made each character feel unique. So it was good and bad. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. Um, so, yeah, the first part of this beta, the beta's kind of three parts from what I can tell, is it's this intro that, um, where it cycles through all the heroes, through all, all, I'm using quotes here, the Avengers, the current incarnation, like the movie incarnation, you know who you're getting, um, there's Captain America, there's Iron Man, there's Thor, there's, um, Black Widow, and there's Hulk. Yes. Um, so you kind of get to kind of play each one of them, like you said, um, try out their different powers. Then the second part is uh, a Hulk-centric part. And you're saying you didn't get to this part? No, I got through the Hulk. Mm-hmm. I got to play through the entirety of the Hulk. Yeah. And then it ended when it switched to Kamala Khan. Yeah, and then you get to play as Ms. Marvel mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit. And then... From what I understand, I didn't go, get to this point, but from what I understand, after that, it then throws you into kind of the pick a mission kind of destiny-like part of the game, where it's like, here's the open world, here's some missions to do, choose, focus on one of the Avengers. Um, I didn't get to that part, because I was so frustrated with the, the Hulk part that I bailed on that game. <laughs> I don't think that game controls very well. I think it controls well for certain people. Like when I was Thor, that felt smooth. Yeah, it felt fine. like God of War controllers. Like, oh, I could just use this. Like, okay, perfect. And then it immediately switched to uh, Hulk or Iron Man. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, now, now we're giving you flying controls. I'm like, wait, I, I just got used to the other controls. Right. Which is like works in some games because you want variety and you want to try different mm-hmm. kinds of ways to play. And that's why that part pretty much works. Like that part of the beta is like, oh, this is a nice demo for the game, give you a nice like taste of everything. And I thought, even though some of the characters were mushier than others, I agree. I thought Iron Man's shooting controls were really lousy. Like it never felt like I was like knew where my shots were gonna land. And um, I didn't like, and yeah, like I'll talk about my issues with the Hulk, but, but yeah, like that part for the most part was good. It's then, but then when it like funnels you into a way more, well, I mean, it was already pretty linear, but when it funnels you into this like linear thing where you're just constant robots 
like streaming after you and you have to wrestle with the Hulk's controls, I just got so frustrated. Like it just feels like mush, like controlling this game. And the heads up display is bad. It's never really clear when your powers are like back so you can use them again. Um, the indicators on the screen that somebody is going to attack you are these dinky little circles that light up with an exclamation point on them that are really easy to miss if you're not looking for them. Enemies will... Oh, the shield dude. So you have to use a power-up heavy move. Oh, I hated that. You can't break a shield normally. You have to use a heavy move. Shield. Oh, uh, uh, a fr- uh, uh, friend of the show, Christy, who's behind me, uh, says that Constant Robots would be a good band name. Constance Robots. Robots. Um, but yeah, like the problem with that though is that if you aren't battling just one dude, which most of the time you're not, there's like a bunch of dudes uh, at, all attacking you at once, somebody is bound to attack you before you can execute the heavy mm-hmm. because you have to stand there in one place holding it's a, a button. It's a charge up attack. It's not just smash heavy. No, it's a charge up. It's like did they not have a person, like a real person play this and realize that if that happens every single time, that that's going to get really frustrating? Like, I get that it's really hard to test games in work-from-home environment, but man, this feels untested, which I know you're probably going to be like, this is a beta, it's supposed to be testing. So I have a problem with that theory, and that is because when you do a beta for an online game, you're testing server strain. You're testing that part of the game the does this game play well part should already be done <laughs> like that should especially be with your game crazy. coming out in a month like, it's crazy i don't know what they're thinking with such a big franchise the big release when there aren't that many big 2020 releases that they're releasing something to the public that feels so unfinished and so broken And then to make matters even crazier from the feedback that I've heard from people who played the open world part, apparently there's more issues with that stuff. They were talking about how the waypointing is broken, that it's really hard to see where you're supposed to go, that servers are up and down, and so people were experiencing issues even matchmaking with other people. Um, It seems like there's too many similarities between the characters. You mentioned that there's enough of a difference to kind of throw you off. But generally speaking, they all control very similarly on the ground. Yeah. So is that going to be different? Are the characters going to be different enough for you to want to play a specific character over another character? And so I had this kind of revelation because I was playing Marvel's Avengers Lego Wait. Edition. Yes, I saw that on, I saw that on your uh, PlayStation history when I logged in. And I was like, I thought he said he was going to play the beta. He played the other adventure. <laughs> oh, that's because I tried to get into the beta and it wouldn't work. So I, I switched to the Lego. Yeah. And with the Lego Avengers games that we have with Lego Avengers and Marvel Heroes, you can play as like 130 plus characters. So go for something like that to be pared down to six. Now, granted, you do pretty much use the same six characters over and over again to complete missions. And it's funny that you mentioned that because a podcast I was listening to today did actually make that comparison. They said that the way they've developed the differences in this in, in the Avengers in this Avengers game is kind of like how they differentiate between kinds of characters in Lego games. It's like, oh, these are the Lego characters that can fly. These are the Lego characters that have guns. These are the Lego characters that can grapple. 
-hmm. So that's kind of the design philosophy that they're using here. So they hypothesize that down the line, there's going to be like, oh, this character is like a Hulk in the way that they can do the bounding off of walls thing. This character is like a Black Widow that they can do the grapple uh, move to uh, like to pull in opponents. It's like that kind of thing. And it seems like that's not enough if you're trying for a Destiny MMO kind of inspired experience. There's going to be too much crossover. Right, and I think that's also something that Destiny has over them is that for your Destiny character, you are your own character. You can see yeah. your own upgrades. But you can't really do that with an Avengers game because then you ruin the look. Yes, there are skins, but that's, but it. that's it. It's just you a skin. It's just a cosmetic. Because yeah. even like when, you, when I got to upgrading like the arms and the yeah. this, it just said it was upgraded. There's nothing visually to see that it's right. upgraded. It doesn't change the look of your, uh, your character. You can, yeah, you can buy the cosmetic skins that are like costumes that exist in the comic universe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're not, you're not seeing the, the, the cape you're putting on or something like that as individually as each item. The funniest example of that is with Hulk because Hulk obviously does not wear any clothing beyond the pants that he wears. And so their way of doing like our enhancements are like genetic enhancements. Here's ribs. Here's a spine. Yes. (laughs) Here's arms. I'm like, this is so stupid. That's the part where I got to. I was like, wait, you're just going to upgrade my, my, my rib, my, my, (laughs) my my fist. Yeah. Just like that. Hulk's just going to go inside of his bot, like go, like put his hand. I know he's a, I know it's Dr. Banner, but he's not that kind of a doctor. Put, put, put his new ribs in. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing. Um, so yeah, I don't think that game is very good. And I don't know how they expect this, the, like, the, the press to change their tune by the time this comes out because the media is also pretty resoundingly talking about this game not just not performing well. Well, we um, also talked, gave the same thoughts about Destiny 2. Yeah, but that's different though. People loved, here's why. When Destiny and Destiny 2 came out, the argument was that there's not enough content here. The argument was not, this game plays bad, because everybody knew it actually played great. Like, that's the thing. Bungie can't make a bad shooter. It's just impossible for them. The moment-to-moment gameplay in Destiny has been, was then, and still is great. And that's why people come back to it, regardless of whether it punishes them to not have enough to do or in some cases, too much to do. Whereas this is like, if the fundamentals are broken, if the game itself is not fun to play, if you're not enjoying your time being the Avengers, then the entire concept of a game about being the Avengers just falls apart. Well, I think that comes with missions where it's like, go here, beat up everyone here. Go here, beat up everyone here. Yeah. It's not a huge variety. Yeah, and I honestly, from what it sounds like, the people who got to that part of the beta, it seems like that's not there either. So if you're missing every, like if you can't check any of the check marks on the on the list, then what is, then who is this game for? Like who's going to be happy about this purchase? Who is going to sit down with this on release day and be like, yeah, I'm glad that I got this. People who are fans of the Avengers, because is there even enough Avengers content in this thing to... Especially coming off a Marvel game such as Spider-Man, which was heavily yeah. praised for its yeah. technical ability. 
yeah, that was a good game with good mechanics, with interesting story. Um, this game has none of those things. Um, one thing, though, the one compliment I will give it before we move on to other games here um, is I thought that the framing device of using Ms. Marvel, because she's a relatively newer version of the character, maybe some of the fans of the uh, MCU aren't as familiar with her, uh, using her as a framing device as kind of audience surrogate and being like, mm -hmm. I got to meet my heroes and I'm learning from my these people who I looked up to. It's cool. That is a genuinely good idea. That's, That's like also a, her character in the Marvel comics. Yeah, I know, which is great for a video game is what I'm mm -hmm. saying. It's really smart because if you're also trying to teach the person playing the game about the Avengers and their different powers and their relationships with each other, that's a good way of doing it. So I just wish it was in a better game. I just wish that idea, like that kernel of a good idea was in a better game because honestly, just give Miss Marvel her own game. Like that's basically what I'm saying. Just make Miss Marvel her own game where she meets other adventures on yeah. different missions. Yeah. That'd be great. Like, oh, this is the mission where I meet Black Panther or whatever. Right. Just also that kind of that kind of brings up the like the other thing, uh, argument that I've been seeing a lot on the internet, which is why is this an open world game? Why not just make it this linear, more linear like combat adventure game like those old um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance games were? Like make it a multiplayer combat driven kind of Diablo like thing. Because they already did that. that yeah, was Marvel but, Ultimate Alliance. That's the thing is that... The, and that's it, also a game where you have multiple heroes that you can swap in and out of instead of being restricted to just six. What I'm saying is, is that the argument is, is that there's not enough interesting stuff going on in the open world part to make that matter. So why did they spend so much money and insist like so much that this is the direction they wanted this game? Because to of the name Avengers. And, they want, and I realize that they want it to be a service game so people can pump in... Uh, twenty dollars a year for season passes mm -hmm. like i get it money wise but man just just disappointing disappointing all over yeah. uh i will probably be getting this game because it is one of the <laughs> few games that doctor oh, watched me play and said hey i like this game i know oh. those characters no don't this game it. and i won't mind don't give them money they made a bad product We'll see when, it, when the time comes. Play more of the Lego Avengers. It's a better game. Oh, I 100%ed I that. Oh, wow. I'm out of like, no, the next Lego thing that's coming out is the Lego Star Wars Complete, whatever. Right. right the, the Nine Skywalker Saga, saga thing. Well, you have fun with that. I'll try. They're supposed to be fun, easy co op games, but it's hard to do it with someone who doesn't want to co op. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do it by myself. Stop helping me. No, someone who doesn't want to do it at all. It's so you have to drag them co-oping. Well, that's a problem. Uh, yes, I've realized this. Having willing participants. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, other games. Other video games that came out in the year 2020. We'll talk. About uh, talk. Talk to me about Sludge Life. So yeah, Sludge Life. This game actually kind of came out a few months ago, but now that I have a PC, I can play it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it was free on Epic Game Store for a little bit, so I picked it up when it was free. So this game I had heard about through some podcasts I listened to, 
It is, imagine a baby between jet, uh, jets, jet grind radio, which we talked about earlier, and um, like, do you, do you remember the game Jazz Punk? No? Okay. No. It was this first person like comedy game essentially where you're going around like talking to weirdos and like like jokes would happen around you. So everyday life? Yeah, basically just like everyday here in 2020. Uh, no, um, you are uh, uh, you are an artist who is tagging, like doing graffiti tagging throughout this like city you're in, which is around this like industrial complex essentially. And it's kind of a platformer because you basically see the um, spray cans at the walls and you need to basically figure out how to jump and climb up there. So that's pretty much it mechanics wise. You basically are just climbing around scenery, getting to these cans, spraying your tag, which is like kind of like a Pac-Man style ghost because your character is named Ghost. And that's pretty much it. But while this is happening, you're also kind of seeing bits and pieces of a story that is happening in this industrial complex while you're there. So it seems like the workers are on strike because the big company uh, killed their beloved cigarette mascot, Siggy, who was like a smiley face smoking a cigarette. And apparently they didn't like it too much that they killed the mascot. Uh, So they're striking, all the workers are striking. And so while you're going around tagging uh, throughout this area, you're also going through like the um, the, the tower where this business operates, you're talking to these workers, you're talking to just people hanging out and listening to music. You occasionally see other people who are also tagged, like graffiti, I wish there was a, like a graffiti artist, like what do you call them? I don't even know. Graffiti artists? Graffiti artists, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're meeting other people. Other in- Banksies? Yeah, basically. And you're seeing their uh, tags too as you go on. There's collectibles, like you're picking up like hard drives that give you access to like these fun mini games that you could play on the pause menu. Um, it's a fun, silly game. It's got a real cool vibe to it. The whole thing is kind of this surreal dreamscape because you're kind of like this, the field of view is kind of wobbling the whole time that you're playing. For the people listening to the audio version of this podcast, I'm kind of doing this wobble thing on the... On the I can do the wobble too. Dream. Yeah, the wobble, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's got a cool vibe to it. There's like cats that have um, accidentally gone into a teleporter and have come out on the other side having multiple buttholes. Uh, that's the kind of that's kind of the sense of humor that this game has. Just to give you an idea, it's weird, but I I'm liking it so far. So really weird humor. Got it. Really weird humor. It's got a yeah, just the whole whole thing to it. So yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. There's like three uh, Steam achievements that are based on getting the three different endings. There's like the good ending, the bad ending, and the weird ending. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I gotta find out what these are. So yeah, Slush Life's pretty cool. Uh, not a whole lot of substance there, but seems cool, simple, short, little, fun game. The, the platforming's not great, I should actually mention. Like you can't jump that high, so there's a lot of just like kind of hobbling over edges. It's not designed to be as elegant as something, you know, designed Boo. for something. But it's cool. It's cool for what it is. Okay. Uh, I've been playing more Fall Guys. Yeah, did you win again? I've won several times. 
How are the new um, the new improvements they made? Have you seen some of that stuff? Yeah, I've gone through the uh, what was it the, the the final jumping one, jump showdown. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, I like it a lot better than it was. Uh, it is you can get knocked down a lot more, and the, because the floors fall that you're on, everyone conglomerates into the last two set pies. <laughs> you kind of like jump in like within like those tiny squares. Yeah. No, it's fun. Um, I got ten levels left to complete for the season. Okay. So I'm trying to do a level a day, ish. Because levels aren't that bad. Like I'm like twelve hundred now. Okay. Points. So it's like I I do a hundred a run anyways, and runs like ten minutes. Yeah. 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 So it's it moves. It moves fast. You level up pretty fast. I'm liking that. I, yeah, I still haven't given it a try. Maybe uh, this weekend if I carve yeah. out some time. Right. Uh, and lastly, because we can't go anywhere, you actually went somewhere. Yeah, I uh, since I can't. Yeah, since I can't fly in uh, real life, I flied in a video game form, or at least attempted to learn. So uh, tell me about Microsoft Flight Simulator. So yeah. Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator. It used to be a franchise. Microsoft used to pump these out all the time, and they were beloved by people who like cared about uh, flying planes on a computer. And they kind of sat dormant for a while, and they're bringing it back with a brand new version of the game. Uh, so the thing about Flight Simulator is that it straddles a line, I think, that is going to confuse a lot of people between simulation simulation like for the hardcore audience and arcade game that you can just jump into because i feel like both of those audiences would be like are looking for very something very specific um case in point uh our a friend and friend of the show james is a big aviation aficionado he loves the microsoft uh flight simulators of yore was really excited to play this thing um, download it, sign up for Game Pass just, knew, just because he knew it was going to be on there. Download, like, immediately jumped into it. And I asked him yesterday how it was, how his first impressions were. And his response was, more arcadey than I want it to be. Not as much of a simulation. And I'm like, okay, so he's over here in this camp. They're not satisfied with this. And then on the other side, me because I don't want a simulation. I want to see pretty planes and I want to see the cool tech that they have designed for this game where the, like it's using map data to like build the world that you're flying. I want to look down and see like, oh, that's my house. Like that's what I want to do without having to worry about, oh, what does this indicator light mean? How do I keep straight? Um, Am I up to like the right like like the right height? Am I at cruising altitude? Yeah, I was at cruising altitude. It's a lot of stuff to think about, right? And so I just want to turn that all off. I want to have a basically. I was telling. I even texted James this today. I was like, I just want the computer to fly, and I just want to look at all the pretty scenery. It it sounds like you want autopilot for a flight simulator. Yeah. <laughs> so. So basically. There, there's some flight training tutorial stuff in there. And I did the first level of that. And even by the end of the first level, I, level, I was overwhelmed. 
I was like, this is a lot to keep track of. And literally the first lesson is learn how to turn, learn how to straighten out, learn how to go up. And even by the end of that, I was like, oh boy, I have to do all these things at once. Like I have to make sure that I'm looking at this meter while I'm also looking at this. And then I have to make sure my nose is here. I was just like, and there's like eight more lessons. <laughs> so you got overwhelmed for just trying to fly a plane. Yeah, and there's that's, more. That's what the whole game is about, flying a plane. Yeah, and there's way more that you have to know to even play it. And I had all the assists on. I had everything on easy, the lowest possible like difficulty I could do. So that's why I'm worried about this game, because I feel like if it's not hardcore enough for the hardcore, and you can't just, it's not a pick up and play experience that you can go in from zero, then who is this game for? Is it for somebody who is like, knows enough, like maybe owns a flight stick, but hasn't played a flight flying game in a while? Is that who that is? Because how big is that audience? I think you need to start with a hang glider first before you yes. move your way up to a biplane. Yeah, the first, the first and, and then a, a single engine and then a double engine and then a 747. You go through time. You have to start the Wright Brothers plane and move yourself up. Uh, uh, they put you in a Cessna in the first lesson. And I'm like, okay, sure. But like, how much more do I have to maintain in a 747? Probably a lot more, right? So like- Do you think it's because you're playing on a PC that you're dealing with all the individual controls and not a controller in your hand? Yeah, that's the other thing. So there is controller support for this game. I played with controller, but, there are, but the game also knows that there are things that the controller cannot handle. So if you're playing the controller, you also have to use the mouse. It confused me because at one point it was like press up, left, right, and down to look around your cabin. And I was moving the control pad, I was moving the stick, and nothing was happening. And I was like, this was working just a moment ago. Why isn't it doing the thing? So I reach over to my keyboard, and I press um, the, the arrow keys, and that's what it wanted me to do. So even if you're playing with controller, it also wants you to have access at all times to the keyboard and mouse because there's so much going on in this game, you have to have all three. Well, that's dumb for PC, because if you have the controller, use the controller, don't use controller and keypad. It's right. one or the other, not both at the same time. That means, again, somebody who is not you know, knowledgeable about this stuff is gonna think that they can relax on their couch with a controller and play this game on their television, and soon there's gonna be a prompt that they cannot like, fulfill. There's gonna be something in the game they can't do because they didn't realize they also need to wiggle the mouse to go over to change the throttle. There's no button to change the throttle. You have to physically move your cursor to the throttle uh, like valve on the, the, on the like, I don't know any of the terminology, the place where all the buttons are. This sounds like a PC problem. So that's the thing is this game's only on PC right now. Oh, okay, so it is definitely a PC problem for you who's not a normal PC player where this is probably normal. It is weird because they announced it and at the time when they announced it they, at the time they said that this would be also coming to Xbox. But a couple like about six months ago, they started removing all mentions of Xbox of an Xbox release of this game from all of their websites and like press releases and everything. And sure enough, there is no release date for a console version of this game. And now that I played it, I realize why they probably realized at some point 
in order to get all the things you need to do in this game, you have to have interfaces upon interfaces and like versions of the controller layout that you would have to swap between, like with like the the shoulder buttons. You can't multitask as well. You just have to have the ability to have all of these tools at your disposal, unless you pony up for the peripherals. Like if you get the whole flight stick and you know head tracking and everything that you would actually need to do it the real way. I think you're talking about a rig. You need a yeah. full-blown rig. rig. Just get the freaking steel battalion controller out of the basement. You plug that in. All right. Well, you have fun with that. I'm not touching that with the 10-foot pole then. Yeah. No. It's a lot. It's overwhelming. I don't know. But the, but the flip side of all this is that the cool stuff is super cool. Like, I briefly, before I did the, uh, the flight practice stuff, I tried, like, taking off from JFK and flying to Seattle. And it was pretty cool for a moment. I was able to take off by myself with no lessons. It was pretty cool to see, like, oh, I look down, I'm flying over the city. Like, it shows you, like, um, important landmarks. Like, it was showing me where the Empire State Building was, where the Brooklyn Bridge was. And you could see them. Where the Twin Towers used to be. I get it. Um, like, everything, that stuff's super, super cool. Like, I see, and, and on the internet, I'm seeing a lot of people saying, like, I flew over my house, and it looked like my house. And there was somebody who was like, like, oh, yeah, the, we all went to this island together, and like we all landed our plane there. And then, and then there's also been, kind of like, some horror versions of the, those stories, where you see some people seeing, like, terrifying unreal landscapes that are being created from glitches and so like one example there's a city in australia that i guess has this like giant skyscraper like obelisk that's coming out of the ground that doesn't exist in real life but in flight simulator it just keeps going <laughs> so like yeah like it, it's uh, it's uh australia's big black dick <laughs> oh no um it, it just goes to compliment the sydney opera house <laughs> sure um so yeah there's a lot of cool stuff that this game is doing it's just that without the tools and without it being like man a manageable experience for a lot of people a lot of people are gonna bounce right off right off of this thing and never see the cool stuff so i don't know that's my concern but if this is something you already were interested in and it seems like a lot of the critics are kind of landing in this area. Then Pun intended. It's, yes. It's cool that they made it, and it's cool that it exists, even though I'm not sure if it's going to satisfy either the hardcore or the casual fans. So uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, the not-quite-definitive edition? Yeah, exactly. It's like I feel like there's maybe some more assists that they need to introduce in order for this thing to be the game that I think that putting it on games, Game Pass and making it accessible like suggests that it is. All right. We'll see. We'll see. So it's only on PC, though. So. Only on PC right now. You have to get it through the Microsoft Store. Um, I don't know if Eventually. it's on Steam. Well, it might be on Steam. Um, but yeah, PC only right now. Right. I mean, it's supposed to come to Xbox. Got the dot eventually. Probably not. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see, oh, yeah. we'll see if those, those rebrandings are real. Yeah. 
Last thing I will say about it is that also it looked real nice on my computer. Okay, stop uh stop <laughs> pumping your computer here. We get it. You buy yourself a nice computer. Real fancy. Real fancy stuff. Anyway. Anyways, as we continue in our reverse order here, music. Yeah. yeah. Start music with the billboard. Yes. We start the billboard with the hot one hundred. Yes. New top 100 song. Yes, the, 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 the hot single in the, the land is the one everybody knew was going to be number one this week. Uh, WAP? W-A-P? WAP. What, what's this? Is this the penis one? <laughs> How have you managed to avoid this discourse? Uh, no, it's wet ass pussy is what it stands for. Yeah, the penis one, right? <laughs> the penis one, sure. Yeah, let's call it that. Is that not what it is? I mean, they, they do talk about the insertion of penises in the song. Well, I mean, it's like calling um, the ass song Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> Baby Got Back is the ass song. No, because I feel like this one's more about um, about vaginas. And it is about penises. But can we say pussy? We 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 can say pussy. We're allowed to say pussy. Okay. So the the pussy song. <laughs> sure, yes. So that's what this is, right? W A P? What this is. I don't know what you mean by that. Yes, that's what this is. Okay. Um, by Cardi B and featuring Megan the the Stallion. Yes, that is your number one song. Everyone is talking about <laughs> the penis pussy song. <laughs> uh, at number two, Rockstar by The Baby featuring Roddy Rich. At number three, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. At number four. What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow, featuring the baby, Tory Lanez, and Lil Wayne. You didn't say it and right. What? I mean, What's Poppin'? No, no, the baby. I thought it was Lil Baby for a second. No, it's the baby. Yeah, the baby. Yeah. And number five, Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles. Yep. Uh, as for your album chart, your Billboard 200, Back on Top, Folklore by Taylor Swift. That is three weeks at number one. Uh, at number two, Legends Never Die by Juice World. At number three, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. At number four, Pray for Love by Rod Wave. And at number five, Country Boy himself, Born Here, Live Here, Die Here by Luke Bryan. Yep, sure enough. Managed to chart just barely. I mean, it's top five charting, so it counts. Uh, if you didn't like any of those songs, uh-huh. or those albums, we have new releases. All right. And a lot to go through. Yeah, big release week for some reason. Yep. We have Bent Arcana by Bent Arcana. <laughs> uh, Down in the Weeds, Where the World Once Was by Bright Eyes. Yeah, Bright Eyes' first record in, what, seven years? Something like that. It's been a while. Been a while. Uh, we also have Sugar Egg by Bully. Yep. Freeze, comma, Melt by Cut Copy. 
Late Checkout by Dent May. Club Future Nostalgia, colon, The Remix Album by Dua Lipa. Who's naming these albums? I'm just asking. Artists. Artists are naming these albums. You can throw off quotes all you want, but they are artists. (laughs) I'm an artist. Yes, Luke Bryan is an artist. (laughs) Uh, We also have The Neon by Erasure. Reanimator dash by Everything Everything. Uh, Siamese Dream by Fruit Bats. That is a full album cover of the Smashing Pumpkins record. Androgynous Mary by Girl Friday. Not to be confused with his Girl Friday. Yeah, no, this is not owned by any anyone. Um, also have Mirrored Aztec by Guided by Voices. Uh, King's Disease by Nas. Motherhood by No Joy. Which was on last week's uh, list erroneously. Uh, thanks, Metacritic. Actually coming out this week. Okay. Uh, 12th by Old 97s. In Sickness and in Flames by The Front Bottoms. Imploding the Mirage by The Killers. Yeah, that yes, Killers record. Those finally Killers. <laughs> Remember that? And, and lastly, <laughs> Songs for the General Public by The Lemon Twigs. These are what? some weird names for albums and bands. Yeah, all over the place. Something for everybody, as we love to say. All right. Well, something that is for everybody or something that used to be for everybody. Pretty Spears. Uh, this is continues to, do, to be a depressing story. So I saw the hashtag Free Britney. Trending. Yeah. I assume this is what it was for. Yes, this is what this, that was referencing. Yes, because Britney Spears is seeking to make changes to her conservator, conservatorship. Yes. Uh, which has been in place for 12 years. In a document filed to the Superior Court of California in Los Angeles County on August 17th by Spears, this court-appointed lawyer, she states that she is strongly opposed to having her father, Jamie, referred to as James in the filing, Spears, return as conservator of her person. Uh, uh, Britney Spears is petitioning that her contemporary conservator, Jody Montgomery, take on the role permanently. Furthermore, the document states that Britney Spears opposes her father's continued control over her state and would like to regain oversight of her finances. As the finally reads, quote, Britney strongly prefers to have a qualified corporate fiduciary appointed to serve in this role, end quote. Okay, it just so happens I have with me here a Britney Spears expert. Does she have comment on this story? Free Britney. She just says free Britney. Uh, I thought we were supposed to leave Britney alone. Nah, that was a long time ago. Well, that was about 12 years ago, right? (laughs) When all this happened? Leave her alone and then free her. Yeah, leave her alone and then free her. That's the order. Okay. So we did leave her alone and then she came out to Vegas. 
<laughs> and made all that money. And now, now I'm wondering if that was her call. <laughs> uh, of why think. it was only a year-long show, year-long yeah, engagement? Yeah, you think that a lot of the career decisions uh, maybe, maybe weren't her call. Um, I think Singh has Taylor Swift has gotten a lot of control recently over her own career that she's probably like, hey, why didn't I ever do this? Is this something that I can still do? Well, it's just, it's crazy. Like, it's just crazy to think about how somebody who is such a big star and such a important force in pop music. Someone so lucky. <laughs> she's a star. It's true. Um, <laughs> is like in a situation like this like this this should not be happening to somebody like her it's like it's messed up on multiple levels that she can't even control her own finances so well she did shave her head yeah but see that's the thing it's really easy to be like oh well there was that period of time in the 2000s it's like well yeah but like she you look at like videos and stuff she puts up on instagram and like her her public persona right now and she just seems like a a good person who's just like a good mom and just like mom, yeah. normal life and the fact that she can't have the career she wants to kind of like be a capper to that is just like it's insane it just makes it just makes me angry you know and 12 years is a long time to have something like this in place yeah especially something that it seems like she has very big issues with uh it continuing the way it is mm -hmm. uh, so our our are we on the side of free Britney? I would think so. I mean, it's kind of an up and down whether with with the fan with the fan community about whether or not she needs freeing because you'll have statements occasionally come up come out from her basically saying like, "Oh, everything's good. I'm doing okay." This is the first time in a while that we've heard a statement from her where she's actually saying like, "No, I want to change." And so that leads leaves a, like a lot of of credence to the free Britney message, which is like now it's like oh, actually, no, she's saying herself that she needs this, like, she needs her dad to relinquish control. It all sounds very toxic. Ha, you were keeping that one in the pocket, weren't you? You are just waiting for, waiting to bring it out. <laughs> well, oops. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, let's move on. Well, I mean, sometimes you have to do it. Sometimes. Moving on. Moving on uh, to the Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer. Yeah, he's been doing something. I mean, he usually doesn't do a whole lot of something, but this time he did something. Well, he was seen standing outside the New York indie mecca, Baby's All Right, located in the city's hipster centric Williamsburg neighborhood on Tuesday afternoon. But he wasn't alone because he was with LCD Sound Systems. James Murphy, and several of the owners or managers of the city's top independent venues. The senator was stepping up to show his support for the $10 billion bipartisan Save Our Stages Act, labeled S4258, yes. authored by Senators Amy Klobuchar and John Corrin which aims to bring aid to the independent music venues that have been clobbered by the pandemic. Some 90% of America's independent music venues expect to shut down within the next few months if they do not receive federal aid, according to a poll conducted 
by the National Independent Venues Association, NEVA, back in June. The coming weeks are crucial for hundreds of shuttered venues across the country, which includes such legendary rooms as Tipitina's in New Orleans, the Troubadour in Los Angeles, and the Bitter End in New York. Uh, Great Scott in Boston, Threadgills in Austin, and 18th Street Lounge in Washington, D.C., as well as Spaceland in L.A. have already closed. Congress went into recess last week without rendering a decision on the act, so Schumer's present was welcome and encouraging show of support. Yeah, uh, here's hoping that there's some movement on this because, yeah, those venues need help. And yeah, this was something that you had brought up back when these venues were closing. I think it was mentioned when, actually even before that, when uh, Foo Fighters yeah. said they were going to do a van tour. I mean, yeah, it's it's been throughout the throughout the whole um, epidemic. It's like it's been a real real danger of losing these places because they without shows they don't have an income. And they can't just wait around until they can have an income again because they can't keep running as a business. So yeah, if without federal aid, they're just going to all fall apart. And then by the time we can have shows again, where are we going to have them? New venues would have to be built in their place. And who's going to do that if we don't know for sure when there's going to be shows again? Big corporations would come in and build those venues because they're the ones who continually have the money. That's going to be what Ticketmaster and the big ticket conglomerates are going to want. They're going to want these smaller uh, places to disappear so that way they can, it makes more sense to do bigger arena shows and consolidate all the acts into single shows and then have it harder for these smaller independent bands to find places to play music. It's just bad, like no matter which way you look at it, it's bad for independent musicians. It's like this is, this is a do or die moment and if this thing passes, then there's at least some money channeled into these places so they can hang on a little longer. It's, yeah, it's bad for small labels. It's bad for small businesses. It's bad for the little guys. It's bad for the community. don't have the money to fight uh, yeah. all this. But yeah, it's bad for the community too, because like, where are people going to see local music? Like, where are they going to have like little, you know, cute little local movie nights. Like, so much happens at these venues that's not just shows. Like, it's a place. It's often, a, like, a safe space for uh, for some people. It's just, yeah, losing these places is just, yeah, it would suck a lot. And we've already lost too many. I would say the Troubadour isn't that small of a space, though. No, some of these are bigger than others. That's a fair point. But regardless, if they disappear, we're losing a piece of of music history in a lot of right. Places. Some of these are established places where acts got their start. Yeah, disappointing, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll uh, see some movement on this. All right. Uh, any else to add? No. Nope. Um, did you listen to anything? Nothing new this week. Nope. I will be listening to that Dua Lipa Remix nostalgia album, album. Okay. this week. Uh, probably along with The Killers, so we'll have thoughts for those mm-hmm. next week. Yeah, there's a whole lot to listen to this week. So yeah, we'll, have, we'll probably have a lot of music thoughts next week. Yep. And with that, I am done here, so I'll pass this over to you. Hey, 
where it's time to talk about television in this weird backwards week we have. Because we're still going backwards. Do we start with cancellations and renewals? No. Oh. We'll do that at the end of television. Okay. <laughs> we're not doing bottom top like that. Oh, we are going bottom um, top. What we do start television with is, of course, our sports corner. Sports continues to heat up as we see the playoffs in basketball and hockey. So uh, those of you who still have teams in the in the fray, uh, congratulations. And yes, in on. the bubble or the hub. Yeah, the bubbles or the hub. The bubble or the hubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so who do we got? Uh, who's looking good? Who's looking bad? What do you think? Lakers lost. Yeah. Clippers won. Yep. yep. They're playing right now too. Okay. Uh, I think I saw the Blues Jackets. Columbus Blue Jackets are out. Okay. Uh, they got swept already from the hub. Yep. Also Vegas swept, so they're moving on. So fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. uh, but yeah uh, basketball playoffs will be happening um, because they are happening and will continue to happen uh, real briefly the Lakers have and the city of LA or county of LA county of Orange one of those have declared upcoming Los uh, Angeles County as well as the city yes uh, as to have officially declared upcoming August 24th to be Kobe Bryant Day Right, because eight twenty four, Lakers will also wear special black Bamba jerseys for that okay. game. I think that is the game four of that series. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that is well. Eight twenty four is on Monday, so they'll probably wear them Sunday for their game. Okay. All right. Well, um, in other sports, so this is an update to our continuing story about college sports, namely college football. The SEC, the SEC has decided to go ahead with their football schedule. Yep, the SEC as well as the Big Twelve, all the okay. Texas schools decided to move ahead. I'm not surprised at all that Texas, of all the states, would be like, "Nah, we're having football." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but interesting to note that while they will still be having games, several of the schools have already announced that they have moved to online classes. Uh, yes, yes. Because, yeah, in uh, news that we don't cover here because it's beyond our scope, um, yeah, most of the colleges that were, went back into uh, went basically reversed plans as soon as outbreaks happened on their campuses. And so you saw a lot of college kids get sent back home this week. Yep, because it's not safe to have students in classrooms but okay to have them on a football field <laughs> yes yes texas football friend of the show christy says clear eyes full hearts can't lose texas forever <laughs> anyway that's the next show i'm going to go through you can talk you are right there the mic can pick you up you don't have to text me i can pick you up <laughs> wrong mic like an enterprise <laughs> rent-a-car and i pick you up Oh, you're shy. I see. Shy. Uh, it's not like you've been on this podcast before. It's not like that you can see an archived version of that stream on our YouTube page anytime. Oh, no. Anyway, you'll see that archived version on our website. It's on there. It's not on the website, but it's on. It's on, it's the on there. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, lastly in sports news. <laughs> <laughs> lastly in sports news, uh, speaking of football, professional football has a bit of a scandal here. 
as Seattle Seahawks rookie cornerback Kema Kima 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 Severand Severand Wow, that's a name. Uh, that is a football ass football name. Was caught on video trying to sneak a woman into the team's hotel. Of course, that's not advised in a, a pandemic time. Um, so yeah, I'm assuming that he's going to have some sort of punishment here. Uh, he's been waived. He's been released from the team. Released. Yeah. Um, I also saw a bunch of Twitter jokes because he dressed her up as a football player. <laughs> like, wow. You see? Oh, okay. I saw, I saw a tweet about this and I didn't know what the story was. So it was very confusing to me, but now it makes sense. Thank you. Yes. Uh, oh, she, she, did, was she able to pass as a football player? Maybe. <laughs> New kicker. <laughs> as a football she can contort into a very small shape. She was the football. She was the football. She was the football all along. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else in sports uh, that you want to mention here? Uh, NASCAR is still running. They're still running. NASCAR is still doing NASCAR things. An Angels game starts in two minutes. Yep. Angels are still sucking. They got games. by the Giants last night, apparently. They got swept. Yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> See how tonight um, All right, let's talk about uh, television news then, why don't we? All right, let's get into some news. Our first story here is a little bit of it, um, a story that we knew was going to happen eventually. Um, CBS, uh, Viacom CBS is thinking about rebranding CBS All Access. So here's the deal. New Financial Times profile on Viacom CBS chairperson Sherry Redstone. Of course, I believe she's related to the recently deceased Sumner Redstone. Is that true? Okay. Yep. Uh, Reports that the media conglomerate has put together a short list for the new name of CBS All Access. According to the report, the name at the top of the list is Paramount Plus, because of course it is. Because it's the most obvious name you could name it. Uh, Part of the motivation for rebranding CBS All Access is that management, I love this quote, by the way, quote, believes the CBS brand appeals mainly to an older audience. And here's me going, duh, that's what we've been trying to tell you guys for years. Here's me with shocked Pikachu face. This is what we said when CBS All Access was first mentioned, that it sounds like it's generated for an older audience. That's the thing, yeah. We knew that was a problem with All Access. But yes, like, what do you think when you think of CBS? You think of CSI, you think of NCIS, you think of Big Bang Theory. You think of shows that nobody under the age of 30 cares a shit about. Like, that's just literally it. That's the problem they've always grappled with. Speak for oh, speak for yeah, your side. Okay, sorry. Miami is the best. All right, CSI Miami. It's got us. Um, is that the one with Scott Bakula? No, he's on uh, New Orleans. He was on New Orleans. Anyway. Yes, when you think about it, you think of old people falling asleep, so the Nielsen ratings say they get the number one <laughs> What most watched shows. Yeah, yeah, the America's most watched network, yes. Uh, but no, um, this is smart if you're going to rebrand it. Although I do find a little bit of irony in the fact that they're considering Paramount, considering that Paramount is a younger feeling brand name because Paramount predates CBS by, uh, what, at least 20 years, right? I don't know when CBS radio started. Well, I believe that's the next line in the story. Really? 
the Paramount name is possibly seen as the one brand in the portfolio with the broadest appeal, with Paramount Pictures being the second oldest movie studio in the U.S., which is true. Uh, so yeah, it's probably older than the CBS name, though. But still, it is, yeah, more recognizable, I guess. I don't know. This is weird. This is a weird comparison. I feel like the only way you could really know is to do, like, a real broad... Well, they changed Spike TV to yeah. Paramount Network, and they put Yellowstone on it, and people know what that is. I do now. <laughs> After doing the new releases post last week. Yes, I do know what Yellowstone is, but before that, I had no idea what it was. Like Kevin Costner. He was in draft day. I, again, consider the age of somebody who cares about Kevin Costner. That's not even that same person. I just realized, by the way, about the Fortnite stuff, we didn't even talk about the, the stupid 1984 video that they did. What are you laughing so much at? Uh, that um, of all the Kevin Costner films I could mention, it was draft day. <laughs> <laughs> it was just draft day. Just draft day. <laughs> yeah, that's the important Kevin Gosman movie. No, but yeah, I bring that up because it's the same thing. It's like, who in the audience for Fortnite will understand that this is a reference to that Apple commercial? Nope. No, no one. one knows what that is. Some people that are even a year older than me that are in this room right now didn't even know what that was. It's not for them. Well, that's not the point, though. That's like if you're making a cultural reference, you have to think about the audience that you're delivering that to, right? Like, what's the point of making it look like the 1984 Apple commercial if it's if they're not going to get what that is, or might not even know about the novel 1984, which that is based on? No, no, that, that's no longer a, a no, uh, sci-fi novel. That's now accurate uh, biopic <laughs> documentary. I don't think so. it, anyway. Fan fiction has become true fiction. <laughs> anyway. Nonfiction? Uh, yes. Stran- stranger than fiction. Yes. With that movie with uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> anyway. I think that is a paramount thing, too. <laughs> uh, the very, very last thing I'll say uh, for the story is a change in name along with the previously announced additional content and feature upgrades would allow Viacom CBS to reintroduce their streaming service. So yeah. Right, which we had originally uh, either talked on here or off podcast that they were going to launch it with the new Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. So it's all going to be like a strict rebranding come 2021. <laughs> Chrissy says she saw Stranger Than Fiction for her birthday one year. <laughs> That's a terrible birthday movie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so okay. yeah. Would would you like to tell her the birthday movie I made you go watch? What did we What did we see? Uh, Jackass in 3D. Oh, that's right. That was wait. Was that on your birthday or my? That birthday? was my birthday. It was your birthday. Why did you make us do that? Because it was 3D <laughs> and it was Jackass. <laughs> that's still the only Jackass movie I've seen. Is that one? Because why would I go out of my way to watch them? You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, um, this makes a lot of sense uh, to rebrand with the name. Make it seem like it has more options than just repeats of CBS shows, which is what the name CBS All Access suggests. Make right. it seem like it can play with the, the HBO Maxes, Disney Pluses of the world. And that's what a name like Paramount Plus, as generic and boring as it is, would do. So, which Jackass MTV 
also on Paramount. But yeah, for all we know, Jackass 3D could be available on Paramount Plus at launch. Yeah. That synergistic energy talk show right there. Somewhere Steve-O is getting a residual check. All right. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, to not Paramount. To not Paramount news. We have a second story. We mentioned it earlier in video games, but let's talk about the DC Fandom. It's finally here. Get your DC shit ready. So yeah, the online event will start this weekend, August 22nd. This is basically their Comic-Con replacement to show all of their DC-related things all at once uh, for fans, hence fandom. Uh, Panels and sneak peeks will include the filmmakers and cast of The Batman, so you'll get your uh, Robert Pattinson on. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which was supposed to be already out. Um, The Suicide Squad, which I'm guessing is the second Suicide Squad movie that they're not calling two. Um, The Snyder Cut of Justice League, which, as we've reported previously, is being released on HBO Max next year. And the cast of TV series, including DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman with the new Batwoman, uh, Black Lightning, and The Flash. Most of the panels will be quick just running 15 to 30 minutes. Especially quick, the panel for the upcoming feature film version of The Flash, which will only be 10 minutes long. It will have filmmakers Andy and Barbara Muschietti, star Ezra Miller, and screenwriter Christina Hudson. The event will also include the premiere of the animated feature Superman colon Man of Tomorrow, starring Darren Criss. Darren Criss Superman? Yeah, Darren Criss Superman. Darren Criss Superman? I didn't know that was happening. Uh, Zachary Quinto, because, of course. and uh, I assume as Lex Luthor. Yeah, I, I assume that, too. <laughs> you need to tell me that that's probably who you cast Zachary Quinto as. And Alexandra Daddario, who I I thought she was like a model. Uh, she's the one with the piercing blue eyes. Yeah. she an actress? Yeah, she's an actress. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. She was huh. in uh, the Percy Jackson films. I didn't see those. Oh, she was in uh, the Sea of Monsters, Percy Jackson spin-off. <laughs> she was also in... Uh, I lost the, it. He glitched out. Uh, she was also in the recent film on Netflix with... Uh, whatchamacallum? Okay. The guy I don't like. The guy you don't like. Yeah. He glitched out, by the way, just now. You were frozen for a while. Uh, what was I, Frozen 2? You were Frozen 2. You were um, into the unknown. Anyways, <laughs> let's... Uh, at least I wasn't lost in the woods. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's it for television news, unless you have anything to add. Um, no. Oh, real briefly, the last season so, of Supernatural I saw. It was so, coming up. For real? Uh, the last in September. Over, it's going to end? Yeah. For reals this time? That's what they say. I'm going to fake us out. That's what they say. Uh, okay. That was coming up. The, it'll start in September, mid-September for sweeps, and then end the final season episode will be in November. Okay. Well, I guess place your bets now. Uh, do you think that both of your main characters will live or die in the finale? Uh, you get the sacrificial thing. You think they kill him off? I mean, they got it, right? What, you get, I mean, that's going to be the whole build-up of which one's going to sacrifice the other. 
And in the end, it's just, it's going to be neither. They're both going to get the happy ending, and it's going to be uh, Castile. Well, Christy brings up that they've actually died multiple times. I'm like, well, you know what I mean? Like, for it's comic book logic. They die, but they come back. Yeah, yeah. You want permadeath. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll have to tune in and find out. Um, anyway, all right, let's uh, it's it for television news. Let's talk about thoughts. You watched a new uh, season of television this week. Yes, uh, surprise new television because it's not on TV, it's on HBO Max. Infinity Train season three. Yes, Infinity Train, uh, season three. Um, exclusive to uh, X- Xbox? What's my brain H- doing? HBO Max. HBO Max, because uh, I guess Cartoon Network passed on it. Um, so uh, how's season three of this thing? Uh, season three follows the two uh, characters that were wanted to be stuck on the train that we ran into last season. Okay. Uh, who basically were trying to get high score numbers and blamed the conductor for everything. And we're basically, yeah, it's, they're the troublemaking kids, but can they redeem themselves? Do they see themselves as wanting to improve or will they follow their destructive path and not improve as the train is meant to do? Hmm. It's an interesting take on Infinity Train because the first two seasons, it's about self-improvement, finding something wrong with you in the real world and trying to overcome it, trying to become the better person. But what if you don't want to be the better person? What if you want to stay on the train? And that is an interesting take to go through. And just like with the previous two seasons, it gets very heavy, very fast. Uh, There's only five episodes up right now. I assume the next five will be coming tomorrow, Thursday bomb, I believe. Okay. Uh, but I am looking forward to finishing this and see where they go because Infinity Train, much like uh, Umbrella Academy, quickly becoming new favorite TV shows. Wow, okay. Yeah, uh, I saw Owen Dennis, the creator of the show, on Twitter talking about how they're pretty much relying on people to watch this season because if it doesn't get the views, they probably won't get to make any more. Um, so yeah, um, here's, I guess, your media boat PSA for the week. Uh, go watch Infinity Train because there's nothing like it. There's literally nothing. Even the other Cartoon Network shows are not as adventurous and like high concept as this one. It's probably the most high concept thing they've ever done on mm-hmm. that network. And yeah, I feel like not enough people are watching it. Not enough people are aware. So yeah, uh, it's all on HBO Max, all three seasons. I have a couple theories of what the end goal is going to be with the new characters they introduce as well. They introduce a big gorilla named Tuba, who has a big tuba coming out of him. And they also introduce a a little girl as well. And so it's interesting. I can't, without spoiling too much, it's just really interesting where they're going to go. I have a couple of theories that I'm poking around with of what's going to happen. So I'll see if they pan out in the next couple of hours i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see uh but yeah i'd love to see it keep going it's really cool other than that also watching hard knocks because hard knocks hard knocks continues i still haven't yeah i still haven't had time to do that one um 
we've been trying to, uh, we're almost done. We're trying to uh, catch up on Riverdale. We have almost finished season four on Netflix. Uh, we are careening, and I mean that, uh, towards the, the end of the season. Just about to smack right into that wall. Because, <laughs> man, things have gone off the rails on that thing. So we'll see uh, how that ends up. But other than that, I have not been watching any other calendar year 2020 content. Yeah, okay. Uh, I did see that I've recorded but not watched for you over there a new season of Amy Schumer Learning to Cook yes, I know has been that recorded. One. Yes, I saw that in our weekly post of new things coming this week. I was like, yes, make sure it's recorded. So we have that recorded to watch. Probably yeah. going to watch it after this. We're learning how to cook while Amy Schumer learns how to cook. While, while being more Amy Schumer. All right. With thoughts over with, let's talk about cancellations and renewals. All right. What am I no longer watching? Uh, well, CBS is bringing back Tough as Nails for a second season. That is a cheap show to make. I'm not surprised. Yep. HBO Max will be getting a second season through the other two, which, if I remember correctly, was a Comedy Central show in its first season. Correct. Uh, yeah. They're both, uh, both the other two and Southside. Yes. We'll get a second season, but they will be HBO Max exclusives. So Southside and the other two. Uh, though Comedy Central has renewed Aquafina is Nora from Queens, which is such a clumsy name for that show. Just yes, but that is the, the title that they provide to everyone. Like, we get it. We can see her. She's there. Just say, like, have Aquafina in all the, like, the promos, but you don't need to call the show Aquafina is. Anyway. Um, is getting a second season, but it will actually be on Comedy Central. Yep. Uh, Netflix's Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj has been canceled after one season. That's disappointing. I've heard good things about that show. Uh, Warrior Nun on Netflix is getting a second season, even though uh, everybody that I've talked to who watched it has bounced right off of it. So, I don't know. Um, that's it for cancellations and renewals. We have a few deaths here to get through. First up, Ash Christian, age 35, ooh, young, actor, uh, was in The Good Wife. In fact, won an Emmy in 2014. For his role in The Good Wife. That role. Don't know what happened there. Uh, next up, Gary Cowling, age 58. Actor, was in Law and Order, 30 Rock, The Accidental Husband. I'm guessing like a character actor kind of type. Um, Howell Binkley, age 64. Oh, Lighting designer. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, the lighting designer for Hamilton. I didn't realize that this was the dude. Um, Jersey Boys and In the Heights. Uh, one of Tony's in 2006 and 2016. Uh, 2016 for Hamilton and I think 2006 for Jersey Boys? Yeah. That or makes or sense. In the Heights? One of them. One of them. I don't know. Uh, Tony Expert, 2006. What would he have won the Tony for? Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys? Okay. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's sad because the thing, my takeaway from seeing Hamilton was, man, the lighting design is super awesome, this thing. So, so yeah, um, this is, that, that's definitely sad. Did good work. Then lastly, we have Ben Cross, age 72, actor in Chariots of Fire, Star Trek, and First Night. So, there you go. Yep. And with that, we move that over 
to the start of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow we're just beginning. Seven o'clock, we just started. No, this is the last section of the show, which of course is about movies. A couple quick bits here, quick hits here as we wrap things up. Cookies, as we know, still no box office, though I did actually see the box office actuals this week. If you're curious, um, the new SpongeBob movie has been limited released, limited release by default, I guess you could say, uh, was number one with $812,000. There you go. So if I make a million dollar movie, I can be number one at the box office. Yes. Perfect. Um, all right, but our story begins here actually with a story about worldwide box office numbers as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, yes, the 2001 film, has become the second film in the franchise to cross $1 billion worldwide. Uh, the film, as I mentioned, originally released in 2001, counts a global total of $1 billion, $1,260,000 after debuting in a remastered 4K 3D version in China this week. The entire series has now grossed $7.74 billion. Andrew Cripps, the president of Inter- International Distribution in Warner Brothers Pictures, said today, we are thrilled to see Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone delight a new generation of audiences. The popularity of the film with moviegoers in China who are discovering it for the first time. Those movies never came out in China? I guess not. Um, something to do with non-Christian witchcraft wizardry thing? Or maybe they just, yeah, maybe it took them a while to like... Or maybe because it was 2001. Yeah, it was a different time. Uh, proves the appeal of these stories is truly timeless and universal, end quote. So uh, there you go. Um, Sure. <laughs> it's a slow news week. But well, hey, Harry Potter reaches another billion dollar milestone. Yeah, those movies made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, all those royalties going to those kids still. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe opening up his check every week. Must be nice. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking more of Tom Fenton. <laughs> okay. It's like, oh, th- thank you for this. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, Tom next- Felton. I say Fenton. Tom Felton. <laughs> Um, our last story here is about the next Jurassic World movie, Jurassic World Dominion, and where it's being shot. Uh, Universal has decided to change the scope of its planned Malta shooting schedule from a first unit crew to a second unit one, following an outbreak of coronavirus across the nation's islands. On August 11th, Malta Today reported that four crew members tested positive for coronavirus and others who had been in contact with them were in isolation. Uh, Universal spokesperson says Jurassic World Dominion will have a significant presence in Malta with second unit crew shooting there from the end of August through to September. So they're not moving the shoot. They will continue with the second crew, uh, but risky. Yeah, and for those that don't know, first crew is usually with your main actors, your lead set. This is what you go to see the movies for. Second crew are for all usually pickup shots, exteriors. Yeah. Same with third crew. Uh, so these are still important people. They're still part of people in the industry. Yeah. It's just not, you know, the main people. So it's probably not getting the headlines. That being said, they are taking the proper precautions because these are still people that we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. They need to, especially with an outbreak. Yes. Uh, they started reshooting at the end of July, and it took them three weeks, I guess, 
for someone to contract it? Yeah, yeah, seems about right. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Um, another example of should we really be shooting these movies right now? I don't know. That's high budget movie, so someone is making that decision for them. Not me. Yeah, I don't know. And also very curious about how that Jurassic World movie will uh, what it will look like. Yeah. End of uh, Fallen Kingdom was quite an ending, so <laughs> we'll see where they take that franchise. I think that's why they're doing a globe trotting adventure. Yes, try and get those globe trotting dollars. They kind of have to, is the way I'll put it, without spoiling that last movie. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it uh, for movie news. Which and means, that's it for us. Did yeah, you watch anything? Reverse? No, I didn't see any movies. So yeah. Um, well, I mean, we watched 1998's Mulan. Okay. Yeah. Will you be watching upcoming Mulan? 2020's Mulan? I'm not going to spend $30 to watch it immediately, no. Um, but we'll see. All right. So, thanks, everybody, for joining us for another edition of the Media Boat Podcast. That's all we have at this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with more feedback. Like I said, a lot of music thoughts probably coming your way. We'll have thoughts about the end of Infinity Train Season 3. Uh, we'll probably have assorted updates and news from the other sections as well. So look forward to that. Uh, I guess we'll do the plugs now. If you want to see these podcasts um, uploaded in video form, you can go to youtube.com and search Media Boat Podcast to find our page. Don't get us confused with the other the media boat uh channel which has more followers yet less content uh don't do that uh but yeah we're on there you can see an archive of all these marooned versions of our podcast there if you want the audio version of the podcast you could do that through traditional podcast means like apple podcast to search media boat podcast there find our feed you can visit us on mediaboatpodcast.com where some of our writing is you can see our thoughts, uh, including a piece I just put up yesterday about that game I talked about last week, Ancient Enemy. Um, I have some more concise thoughts up, as well as some thoughts that you had about some stuff you watched last week. Um, so yeah, that's all in that and more, along with new releases and this very podcast, uh, you can find on mediaboatpodcast.com. Uh, the last thing I will say is we've been streaming a lot of video games lately. If you want to see my stream of the Avengers, that will be up there as well. If you want to see me do a nightly weekday uh, Destiny 2 uh, 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 stuff, you can, uh, you can check those out as well. Uh, we could do some Jackbox eventually. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do some Jackbox with our community. Yep. Who knows? All right, and with that, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week with more thoughts, more news, and more maroonness happening. <laughs> more stuff. More stuff. All right, have a good one. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. Okay.